Welcome to another concert from the Society of Sound Radio Network. I'm Keith Horner with the light, airy sounds of the Baroque group E Furiosi. Today, these always innovative musicians tell us they'll be following their Baroque gods up high to find out what all the fuss is about up there. For the past 15 years, the Toronto-based Baroque ensemble I Furiosi has startled its audience with an edgy, always imaginative approach to programming. The bizarre and the unnatural lies at the heart of I Furiosi's aesthetic. We play furiously and we perform furiously together, in the words of violinist Aisla Noski, who will be joining me later in the programme. Right now, in this concert exploring all that's high in the Baroque, Ifuriosi begins in the company of angels, with a trio sonata titled The Angel. It's by the 17th century Italian composer Marco Uccellini.
That's music by Marco Uccellini, a trio sonata titled The Angel. The violinists were Aislinn Noski and Julia Wedman, with Lucas Harris Theobo, Christina Hutton Organ and Felix Deek Cello. Aislinn Noski is a longtime member of E4AOC and she's joining me now to tell us more about E4AOC and the composers on today's program. Welcome, Aislinn. Thanks very much. Now, Ifurios's concerts usually travel widely through the Baroque, from country to country, composer to composer, but there's always a unifying theme designed to make you think. What can the audience expect, generally speaking, at an Ifurios concert? Well, first and foremost, an audience can expect a lot of very beautiful music from the 17th and 18th and sometimes the 21st centuries. We throw in some some contemporary songs occasionally. Uh, you'll hear some well-known gems of the Baroque mixed in with some things you may have never come across before. And we program our concerts based around themes that may not be what your average concert is planned around. They're, they can be social themes or emotional themes themes. So really a lot of research goes into the planning of these concerts. That's right. We do a lot of research before we even meet to start rehearsing and learning the music. We research uh, not only the music that we're playing, but the lives of the composers who wrote it and the uh, cultural context of the time. There was one concert we did that was based on uh, plagues, on contagious diseases. Uh, the music may have been written in a time of plague, or a composer may have lived during one of the more famous plagues of the 18th century. Um, and we like to explore those themes that are not necessarily directly tied to the music because we feel that those themes are relevant to people even today. We did a plague concert um, right after the SARS outbreak in Toronto in the early 2000s. Yeah, it's very interesting. And this season you presented four themes. Uh, there were Losers, Addicted to Love, The Down Low, and then today's concert with the title High. What, what does that mean, the word high? Well, high can have several meanings, and we took each of them to and wove them into the fabric of the music. We use it as a literal high, meaning um, somebody who's you know uh, playing very high notes, or somebody's very ecstatic in a, in a religious sense. They're high on life. They're high on music. Um, so, with those two main themes, we managed to put a, a concert together of some extraordinarily beautiful music. We we also wanted it to contrast the last concert where we had a guest, Alison Mackay, who was a, a bass player and so and it was called the down low and so a lot of the music was very much low and in the depths and and thinking about those kind of concepts all right well i think it's time to hear another piece uh, we don't often hear the music of the 17th century italian composer biagio marini that's because most of it's lost but you found one of his surviving pieces uh, tell me about it this violin sonata is taken from marini's opus 22 of 1655 in his compositions, Marini used many playing techniques which would have been considered quite innovative at the time. He was well known for writing very high notes, and the sonata that I selected ties into our theme because it has one of the first known instances of a note in fourth position. Now, fourth position on the violin is one of the highest positions, and so you'll hear me at the emotional climax near the end of the piece play some very, very high notes, and that was very unusual in the time that Marini was composing. Okay, well, let's listen now then. This is the Variations by the Italian composer Biagio Marini.
Those variations were by the Italian composer Biagio Marini, and they were played by Aislinn Noski, with Lucas Harris, the oboe, Christina Hutton organ, and Felix Deek cello. Coming up next, the music of Handel, as this concert on the Society of Sound radio network continues. When he was in his 20s, Handel spent four years in Italy. He was already quite adept at networking and seeking out wealthy aristocrats and cardinals. In Rome, he soon found himself writing music for the ultra-rich Marquis Francesco Maria Rospoli. And the Salve Regina we're to hear next is one such piece. The text of this Latin antiphon is supplicatory and deeply Catholic in its sentiment. And Handel, the pious Lutheran, fluently goes with the flow, nicely illustrating the text of this heartfelt appeal to the Virgin. It's sung by E. Furiosi's Gabrielle McLaughlin. <laughs> Thank you. 
That's Handel's Salve Regina, Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy. It was performed by the Toronto-based Baroque group E Furiosi and guests. Gabrielle McLaughlin was the singer and a founding member of E Furiosi. Aislin Nosk is back with me now here in the Society of Sound studio to tell us more about E Furiosi. The core of the group, Aislin, is Soprano, two violins, and cello. Why did you choose this configuration? The group was originally founded by Gabrielle McLaughlin and Felix Deek, and they would have other guests uh, join them as needed for different kinds of repertoire. And after a few years, um, Julie Wedman and I joined to play a concert, and the concert went really well, and we had a great time. And it was a very natural uh, thing to continue doing because there's a lot of repertoire written in the 18th century for two violins and continuo group. And there's also a ton of repertoire written for soprano and string backup band. Um, plus, it's an easy configuration to invite guests to perform with us. It, it really works to slot them in. We often have uh, guests in our continuo team 
In the 18th century, the bass line would have been played by a group of people most often rather than one person. In this particular concert, it was Christina Hutton on organ and Lucas Harris on theorbo. They both joined the continuo group. But sometimes we'll have only a lute player or only a cello or a cello and double bass. And I suppose then you're not locking yourself into always having a harpsichord or Mm -hmm. always having a certain keyboard instrument. Yeah, the idea that very specific instrumentation was necessary was was a much later concept in the history of classical Western music. It wasn't until really the late 18th century and 19th century that composers began to insist that only specific instruments play specific pieces. There's a flexibility that doesn't detract from the overall concept of the music. Well, next, your fellow Tafel music colleague, uh, Julie Wedman, joins you for some music by a composer mostly associated with a flute. What are we going to be hearing next? This is a duo for two flutes by Johann Quantz. Well, Quantz did expect this to be performed on two flutes. I don't think he would have been overly upset or surprised that somebody might pick up two violins instead and, and play. And we picked this because it's, it's very high. It has many, many high notes, and it really explores the high register of the violin in a really fun and charming manner. Quantz, I think, was underappreciated as a composer in his own time. Well, let's listen to this duo now then. Thank you. 
Well, that's the music of Johann Quantz with Aislinn Noski and Julia Wedman from I Furiosi. You're listening to a live concert recording featuring the Baroque Ensemble I Furiosi. And you're with the Society of Sound Radio Network. I'm Keith Horner. Islanoski, when I first came to Toronto in the late 1970s from London, England, I was a little disappointed that there was very little, by the way, of early music taking place in the city. Tafel music was in its infancy, putting on concerts in a rundown downtown church with not only live music in the air, but live pigeons and panhandlers too. And the Toronto concert was also just beginning. Now there's more. How healthy would you say the early music scene is in Toronto compared, say, with other major North American cities? I think Toronto has a really thriving early music scene. I'm very proud to live in a place that can offer so much to an audience and performer. I think that the work that uh, Tafel Music and the Toronto Consort do is so wonderful. And, and they're, they're large-scale organizations and they present many concerts per year. And I think that having such uh, flagship organizations, if you will, in the scene in Toronto uh, creates this, this creativity bubble which draws people here, which draws artists to come to study and to go on to make their own music and their own contributions. I Furiosi is one example of a group that started because of the inspiration that was given by one, some more established groups that started before us. Uh, I myself moved to Toronto to study the violin with a famous teacher, Laurent Fenivesh, and that was before I had started to specialize in Baroque violin. But I stayed on in Toronto because one of the main reasons I wanted to stay was the very thriving early music scene. There's just, it's too much to describe in even one interview, and we are very lucky indeed. Continuing this concert now, we're going to be going high in the skies, back up to the angels for this next selection. Tell me a little about this music by Emilio de Cavalieri. Well, we're not quite sure who composed this. It may actually have been by a, a composer by the name of uh, Archilei, and the academics are still debating about this. But what we do know is that this work, this extraordinary work, was uh, performed for the first time at a grand wedding, a wedding celebration that lasted for many days. And in this, if you can imagine as you're listening, apparently the soprano would have been suspended in a giant machine being dropped down slowly from the ceiling as she accompanied herself on a, on a theorbo or arch lute. And, uh, and the, the band that was accompanying her would have been fairly far away, probably behind the scenes, and making for an amazing visual spectacle as well as a beautiful soundscape. So it's an early form of opera, in fact. I, I think it must have been, yes. It, it must have been very visually striking, yeah. Well, let's listen now then to Cavalieri's Intermezzo Dali Piu Alte Sveri.
That's the intermezzo Dalle più alti sfere from the highest sphere by the early 17th century Italian composer Emilio de Cavalieri. It featured Gabriel McLaughlin with E. Furiosi. Coming up next, the music of Claudio Monteverdi as this concert on the Society of Sound Radio Network continues. During his time as music director of St. Mark's Cathedral in Venice, Monteverdi made several settings of the Vespers psalm I will praise the Lord with all my heart, Confitibor Tibi Domine. Here's this setting of Psalm 111 with all today's musicians performing. Soprano Gabriel McLaughlin, violinist Cezanne Landowski and Julia Wedman, and gamba player Felix Dieck, with Lucas Harris the oboe and Christina Hutton organ. Thank you. 
I will praise the Lord with all my heart. The Confitibor Tibi Domine. Setting of the Vesper Psalm by Claudio Monteverdi. It was performed by Gabrielle McLaughlin with members and guests of E Furiosi. Coming up next, E Furiosi focuses on the violin. After many years of relative obscurity, Bohemian composer Heinrich Bieber is now recognized as the most charismatic and daring of 17th century violin virtuosi. He's the Paganini of his day. His violin sonatas are crowned by the 15 mystery or rosary sonatas, and they're admired for their emotional range, their virtuosity, sonority, humor, and intellectual inventiveness. Here's Ifuriosi's Julia Wedman with the 14th sonata of the collection. It's titled The Assumption of the Virgin and it's full of ascending melodies depicting the happy event.
The music of Heinrich Bieber concludes this concert by the Toronto-based Baroque group E Furiosi. Julie Wedman was a violinist in the Bieber, with Lucas Harris, the oboe, Christina Hutton organ, and Felix Deek, cello. There's more about Ifuriosi. Their concerts, CDs, and more at ifuriosi.com. And you can find a playlist of today's music and links to the Ifuriosi website at societyofsound.ca. This is the Society of Sound Radio Network. I'm Keith Horner. Till next time.